Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Let's Talk Prevention, a podcast of VASA. I am James Mazza, the Coalition Coordinator for VASA. And if you aren't familiar with us, we are a community coalition that researches and implements strategies related to substance use and misuse. VASA is a program of VOICE, which is a nonprofit here in McLennan County that teaches critical life skills to children and families. All right. Hello again, guys. Um, I, I have a special guest with us today. Her name is Marie Hines, um, and she's actually the Community Youth Development Program Coordinator, kind of a mouthful, um, for communities and schools. Um, so welcome, Marie. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what Communities in Schools is? Hi. Good morning, everybody. Yes. Uh, communities in School, a.k.a. CISHOT, uh, Heart of Texas, is part of a nationwide network of passionate professionals working in public schools to help children and youth overcome barriers to success in education. The goal is to connect students with the resources they need to stay in school. We provide the link between educators and the community. Um, we also use an evidence-based approach to meet our students and communi communities' needs on all of our partner campuses. We place a highly trained social service professional to provide academic behavior attendance and social support. Every student that we serve through our core CIS program is assessed and has a personalized service plan created to meet their individual needs. Our assist team then walks alongside these students to ensure that they are empowered and on the right path towards success. That's amazing. So what it sounds like is you guys are working with kids on a face-to-face -face basis directly in schools. Is, is that kind of correct? Yes. Wonderful. So um, tell us a little bit about what you do specifically. What it, it, does a community youth development program coordinator do? And you're right, that is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> the community youth development program, first of all, it provides juvenile delinquency prevention services to the youth in the 76070404 zip code. So with my position, the CYD program coordinator, it's a fairly new position. Um, the coordinator, myself, focus is on connecting parents to the CYD program to enhance student success and participation, as well as support and strengthen family resources. Program service include youth leadership development, mentoring, academic support, and a youth advisory committee. 
So it sounds like you guys are really kind of involved in a lot of different areas. So not only is it yes. not only is it with just the kids, it's it's also with with the parents, with the teachers being involved in the community. Um, speaking of that, what, what sort of um, schools are you in? Are, are there specific schools that you guys are in, or is it just every single school in McLennan and Waco, or how, how is it broken down? Well, we're not in every school. Um, communities and schools of the heart of Texas, we serve over 4,000 at-risk students across 24 schools currently in seven school districts. Wow. In Chilton ISD, we have Chilton Elementary, Chilton Secondary, Mart ISD, we have Mart Elementary, Mahaya ISD, we have Mahaya Junior High, Mahaya High School, Teague ISD, we have Teague High School, and La Vega ISD, we have La Vega Primary, La Vega Elementary, La Vega Intermediate, La Vega Junior High School. In Midway ISD, we're in Midway High School and Midway Middle School. In Waco ISD, we're in Alta Vista Elementary, Brook Avenue Elementary, Carver Middle School, Cesar Chavez Middle, J.H. Hines Elementary, Indian Springs Middle School, Providence Heights Elementary, Kendrick Elementary, University High, Waco High, and we just got Rappaport. So I think it would be safe to say that you guys are serving thousands, if not tens of thousands of kids. And you're, it sounds like you're in seven to ten different ISDs. So you guys are heavily involved with the kids in our area. Yes, we are. Are there any specific schools that you yourself are working in? Or is it just kind of random? Or how does that work? Well, with the CYD program, since our emphasis is on 7604, within those um, zip codes, we're, we're in Waco High School, Harvard Middle School, J.H. Hines, and Rappaport Academy. So you said that the grant focuses specifically on um, 76704. Mm -hmm. So is that kind of like the reason that these schools are targeted, or is it just kind of these are just the schools that fall within that area? Or Well, these are some of the schools that just fall within the area. And um, so we reach out to the schools, or they reach out to us, and we see what we can do to get um, a professional in that school setting. So that's pretty much how that works. And who all is involved in that process? Is it is it decided by the city? Is it decided by communities and schools? Who decides that, um, say, a community and schools liaison comes to um, my kids' um, school? Who decides that? A little bit of everybody. Communities and schools. Um, sometimes we seek out the schools and but most times they come to us saying that they need our help and want us inside of their schools. So it's the school board, Texas Education, TEA, um, Texas Department of Children and Services. It's a little bit of everybody put their input in, and they kind of identify the at-risk youth and what schools they're involved in. So there's a bunch of different hands kind of working together to help support um, the kids in these school districts and at these locations. So it sounds like you guys are really putting in a lot of effort geared towards, you know, the promotion and protection of our kids. And I think that's something that we should really celebrate. And kind of the main reason why I really wanted to invite you out today is because I know that you guys are doing a lot of great work. And some of our listeners out there may not even know about communities and schools. Um, I know I personally taught at La Vega High School, so I got to see the great work that was going on over there. But when I was in school, I went to Waco High. And we had a communities and schools liaison there, but as a student, I didn't know much about communities and schools. So I think it's important that parents learn about it because then they can tell their kids about it and get the kids involved. 
Um, so just right. kind of segueing from that, um, would you discuss with us some of the programs that you guys have going on within um, communities and schools? Well, right now, um, I just mentioned the program I'm a part of, the Community Youth Development. That is a branch out of CIS. And we also have our Workforce Development Program. And with that program, it provides career coaching to youth ages 16 through 24, both in and out of school, to assist them in educational attainment and reaching their post-secondary goals. They accomplish this through academic assistance, GED preparation, career exploration, assistance with entry into post-secondary education, and job placement opportunities. So not only are you helping to promote education and providing support for these kids, but you're also helping them to develop social skills, job readiness skills, job readiness training, helping them prepare for college, and doing all kinds of great things that help not only just teach a child education, you know, book smarts, but it also teaches them skills that are actually practical in their everyday lives. And I heard you mention um, the Workforce Development Program and the Youth Advisory Committee um, would you tell us a little bit um, more in depth about some of those programs? Like how many kids are, are on board or um, maybe what schools are those involved in? Or is this just like an every school kind of program or how does that work? Okay, with the workforce, they're pretty much in every school that CIS is in. Um, the age group for the kids in school is 14 to 21. Um, the youth must meet all criteria and that is um, attending school. And then, of course, it's about their income basis. So just one of their criteria they can meet. Low-income proof can be current SNAP record or one no older than six months. Free reduced lunch is a criteria status. Or we could go off the Census Bureau. Um, and with that program, we teach them basic skills, English language learning, um, we have pregnancy and parenting classes, and we help those who are disabled. And our out-of-school youth for our workforce program is ages 16 to 24, and those are the youth that are not in school currently. So they a dropout, disability, uh, subject to juvenile or adult justice system that could be homeless, pregnant or parenting, and also low-income. And the Youth Advisory Committee, that's only a part of the CYD program. That is a leadership program that is student-led. YAC members engage in outreach events, activities, awareness efforts, and plan monthly community service. And they are only in the CYD schools, and it's age limit. So it's in Carver Middle School and Waco High High School currently. So just to, I want to touch on both programs a little bit more because I heard some very interesting things that I think um, are important. And in the workforce development program, not only are you working with kids that are in school and in your programs, but you also work with kids that may have, you know, taken a leave of absence from school due to some sort of family crisis or some sort of life-changing event. And you guys are still working with those kids. So I think that's important to highlight that if you have a child or if you know a child who may have had to work an extra job or, you know, they turned 16 years old and they dropped out um, because they were having to help support their family, that there are resources out there for them to help. So I really wanted to highlight that aspect. And then I also wanted to talk a little bit about your youth advisory committee or, or the YAC. Um, 
Do you guys have any sort of special programs or things that the YAC does specifically? Because when we're talking about a leadership program, um, that could mean a lot of different things. So what does the, the leadership, the YAC program look like? Okay, well, YAC, in a way, to describe it to people, I say sometimes it's like student council within CIS. So these are our students who want to learn leadership skills or maybe their teachers see something in them, they can recommend them, they need community hours. And each year the YAC committee has a service learning project. In the past, they've um, tackled issues that they come across. Last year it was teen domestic violence awareness. And the year before that, it was gun violence. So these are issues that our youth come to us and tell us that they want to talk about. And we come together and we make a project on awareness. And this year, our kiddos told us that they want to focus on teen suicide. So we joined with VASA to come up with a mural dedicated to teen suicide awareness and led by the Waco High School art teachers, uh, Ms. Hope Garrity and Mr. Joe Colosimo. And we will be putting a mural up around um, April this year to kind of let kids know that there's hope for them and to kind of give them something to look forward to. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. And I, I think that something that's important to address is that you guys aren't going to the kids and saying, hey, you have to do this, or hey, this is the, the topic for today. Uh, and just thinking back to myself being in, in high school, being kind of around the same age as the Yak students, you know, a lot of times I was told where to go, what to do. You know, we had a dress code, so we were even told how to dress and how to keep our hair and things along those lines. And these kids are coming to you and saying, here's what we identified as a need. And I think it's important that we listen because who knows better than our youth as to what's going on within the schools. So they came to you guys and said that they were worried about teen suicide and teen suicide awareness. And I think that's important. And the fact that they're taking the reins on this um, and they're the ones who are saying, hey, here's what we want to do because we feel like there's a need for this. I think that really speaks volumes in that us as adults and our listeners as parents should really be aware of, you know, what our kids are saying to us. Right. And our kids have a lot to say. We just listen to them. And I know this um, is kind of a small sidetrack, but I did sit in on one of the, um, the YAC student meetings and I got to hear 
um, how that was conducted and how that was led. And when I say I was amazed, these kids are more mature, more put together. They're well-spoken. They know what they want. They articulate it well. And I was, in, I was just blown away. A lot of times I see kids that are more enthralled with phones than they are with conversation. So the fact that these kids are, you know, young Gen Z kids that have been around technology their whole lives and they're able to, you know, confidently articulate what they mean in a professional way was very impressive to me. Um, and I think that you had mentioned um, in that meeting that they were going to some sort of big event to kind of promote how well they had been doing within the community and school program. Uh, can you speak a little bit about that? Yes, that's called Youth Summit, and that's also within the Community Youth Development Program. Um, is some of our youth within our YAC will get the opportunity to go to this summit. We get to choose three males and three females ages 14 to 17. And this year it's going to be held June 27th through June 30th, and it will be at UTA Austin and Houston Tillerson University. This event is a chance for the selected youth to engage in leadership skill building, workshops, listen to keynote speakers, network with other CIS peers throughout Texas, and they also have to do a group presentation during this time and participate in a day of service um, within the communities that will be around, around the schools. And the hard part for me is that everybody wants to go. It sounds like a lot of work, but they're just excited and they want to go. So now it's like, I got to get with the case managers. We got to narrow it down. But um, they're looking forward to it. So, And it's this summer. And we do that once a year also. I mean, and that has to say a lot that a kid is willing to voluntarily give up their summer to go and do volunteer right. work and community <laughs> service work. Um, so I think that just speaks volumes for the type of kids that you guys are working with and the type of work that you guys are doing and the type of work that the kids are doing. And, and I just wanted to kind of segue from that. You know, it sounds like you have a great group of kids. I so, do. so what keeps you coming back? What, what keeps you waking up in the morning saying, hey, I love what I do? What, what fuels that? Well, honestly, not to sound cheesy or nothing, but I believe in our mission. And our mission is to surround students with a community of support, empowering them to stay in school and achieve in life. And the kids keep me in it, being able to help them, to um, see them, to listen to their ideas and watch them grow. The relationship building within CIS really, it keeps me there. It's important for you to find something that you truly believe in and put your effort into. Um, and I think that when we spoke, you know, you had said that you had gone to school originally for social work. Yes. And, and communities and schools, in a way, is social work um, in a roundabout way. But you had specifically mentioned that you worked in the mental health field. I did. Um, I worked at Cinecor here um, while going to school, and I was assigned patients. And a lot of their doing their service plan and a lot of their stories with their trauma started out as youth. So that made me think, like, wow, like they didn't have anybody to talk to while they were young. They didn't have nowhere to go. So I was like, maybe maybe I should just look into working with children. Maybe I can be a prevention um, method or something in someone's life. So that kind of pushed me to look into working with the youth. And what it really sounds like is that, you know, 
kids in general, and not just within, you know, the 04 area code and not just within McLennan or Waco, but all around the world struggle with the idea of not having someone to communicate with and not having a support system. And that's, and correct me if I'm wrong, that sounds a lot like what communities and schools was specifically built for. Right. Um, and, and kind of going off of that um, and all the great work that you guys are doing, um, is there anything special that you guys would like to recognize or anybody special you'd like to recognize? Um, kind of give a shout out, say, hey, you know, I know that in social work and working, you know, with kids and working in nonprofit, it's it's a very thankless profession. Um, so I really wanted to give the chance for you guys to kind of shout out, you know, some people that are really helping you guys along the way or even some students or um, anybody who's involved in your programs. Well, first I would like to give a shout out to all of the CIS staff because we truly are a family and I am just so ecstatic to be a part of this family. Just seeing the work that each and everybody does coming to work um, in the pandemic, trying to still be there for their kids, worrying about their kids. It's just amazing to see. And the students I truly feel are, a lot of these kids I've seen start out rough and <laughs> they did a complete 180 and they're just really growing. Um, specifically, there's a young student I wanted to shout out named Delilah Simpson. She was also on that call that you were with. She, um, I just found out she's about to transfer. So that kind of hurt my heart, but I know she's a good student and I just hope that she continues to do the right things. And I just want to shout her out because I've seen the growth in her. And also my CYD um, individuals like Miss Taylor, Miss um, Virginia, J.H. Hines, and um, Mr. BJ, and Robert. I just shout out to all of CYD and CIS and workforce. You guys are all awesome. And if anybody would like to learn more about communities and schools or the um, workforce program or the Youth Summit or the YAC students, um, or e even if they're just curious about how to be involved or, you know, if their kids can get involved in your program, um, where are some places that can reach out to you guys? You have a website, a phone number, that sort of stuff? Yes. Our number is 254-753-6002. And if you wanted to speak to me specifically, my extension is 2010. And we also have a website, um, Communities in School in the Heart of Texas, and it breaks down each department and who's over each department if you have any specific questions. Or you can shoot me an email at mhines at cis-hot.org. Wonderful. And, and I just wanted to thank you again for coming out today. Um, I wanted to say thank you so much for all that you do. Um, and I look forward to seeing how the mural turns out. I'm super excited. Um, I think that suicide awareness amongst our youth is very important to highlight. And the fact that even the kiddos think that that's uh, an important topic is um, impressive to me. Well, thank you for having me. And I also want to say thank you to all of our affiliates like VASA and Voice and um, the school district Transformation Waco, just so many to name that have been supportive of us and kind of just been there for us when we needed them. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thanks again to our listeners for joining us. If you want to learn more about Voice, VASA, or today's guests and their programs, look for the links in the show notes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 
and you can send us an email at jmaza at voiceinc.org. That's J-M-A-Z-Z-A at voiceinc.org. If you have a topic or guest that you would like for us to discuss. Thank you for listening and have a positive day. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>